Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. We have Google for the Patreon, but Skype for the delicious audio quality. It's a little behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I think he's watching right now. Yep. <laughs> hey, Doug. <laughs> he says, I feel like I'm eavesdropping. <laughs> he sent me a private message. <laughs> it's fine. You're not missing too much. I mean, it's just us being idiots. Oh, speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, no, sir. I speak for the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're a bunch of ragtag <laughs> yeah. individuals. All right. All right. She just got on Skype. Whoa. I really hope this doesn't, like, slow down the, the internets. I, I hear a very weird echo. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't. You sound like, <laughs> like. <laughs> just say, just say, just say something Zordon would say, and it's it's perfect. Rangers, with attitude. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Oh, I, I hear it a little bit. Uh, okay, now it's kind of not. Now I don't hear it. That's weird. The echo has transferred. <laughs> oh dear! No, the it's power. Gone. Whoa, I hear that echo yeah, insanely. It's weird. You sound like you're in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in a cave? Yeah, it's just like, hey, God, you, you sound a little bit far away and in an echoey cave. That's what yours sounds like, too. Like, the this echo is, is strong. But you, you sound like, you know, like, teleport to us, five overbearing and over-emotional <laughs> teenagers. You sound like him, too. <laughs> See? Alpha, teleport me five teenagers with attitude. Actually, with that echo, now it sounds more like you should be Alpha. What the hell? Do you hear it too? Yes! Oh my gosh! We should just record the whole episode this way. Screw it. It's so much fun. Hey guys, we're in a cave. I can't even tell who's talking. We found an Energem. And my com- my computer just freaked out because it's like you're trying to run the webcam on two different programs at once. <laughs> okay, maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> I do, I really can't tell what's happening. This, this is, is scary. This is hilarious. Let's just cut Skype. Okay, cut Skype. Bye Skype. Bye Skype. That was okay. hilarious. Oh, and see, the, it go the echo goes away. Yeah. Everything's a little less scary now. <laughs> only only fractionally so. <laughs> oh, damn it. I may or may not have been practicing saying and I may pee, also known as Sophia Bush. And <laughs> it didn't work out so well. <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Come on, this. Today on the Power Hour, episode 38, Rangers Talk Dino Charge, recorded on March 28th, 2015. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Send Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as the Cinema Slob. 
This episode is brought to you by Revenge Lover, illustration and designs that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. How are you guys doing? Great. Good. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> I am disappointed that there is no dino charge. Disappointed! Me too. And yeah. apparently, the next weekend is the start of the three-parter, but apparently they're going right into a hiatus. Yeah, that's fun. Why would you go into a hiatus, like, part one of a three-parter? I just, I don't even know if I believe that. You don't? I don't know. It could not be a hiatus. Or it could be the best hiatus ever. Like, we won't know until the episode ends. (laughs) Like, like Dino Charge has done everything (laughs) great to this point, so even the hiatus is great. Ah, we're taking off for eight months. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I mean, like, if the episode beforehand has a great ending, then it'll just, like, leave us super anxious for the next episode, and the hiatus that's, won't be, like... That's true. But have part ones in Power Rangers ever really had great cliffhangers of a multi-part? Well, Power Rangers really hasn't done, like, a lot of multi-part. I mean, there was Dark Wish. Wasn't A Friend in Need three parts? Wasn't the Lost Galaxy finale, like, ten million parts? <laughs> I think it was the whole just show. It was, yeah, one, <laughs> it was just one big season finale. <laughs> I guess we're just all in wait-and-see mode. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But someone did point out if they went into hiatus after the eighth episode, this is the earliest they've gone into a hiatus. With Samurai, they went 19 episodes before they went into a hiatus. And then like every year, the numbers before the hiatus keep going down. I don't think it'll be too bad. Next year it'll be the premiere, and then, hey, hiatus, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, maybe it'll just be a couple weeks, and then it'll come back. We don't really know that, do we? No, we don't. Yeah, I was going to say, how do we know how long the hiatus is for? The whole summer? Three months? I'm just going off our past five-year history here. Uh More news. (laughs) (laughs) So, the Power Rangers Unite game has been released. I tried playing it with you, AP, and it was an epic fail. (laughs) And then I tried Random Person ten minutes later, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. With with random people, you can connect every time. So I sent a bug report, and I said I can't actually connect with any of my friends. And they're like, "We're working on it. It'll be updated." So it won't be updated. <laughs> I, I, so I haven't even ventured into into multiplayer. I've just been doing story mode. Yeah, I beat I, the story, and it was a really actually dark ending. Oh wow, really? <laughs> Well, yeah. I haven't I haven't beaten it yet, so no spoilers. I'm stuck on the last level of stage three. Can't it's get past n- it. It's I- not really that big of a spoiler. I shouldn't. Should <laughs> Here's what we'll do. <laughs> Warning: the following is a spoiler for the game. For mode. a mobile game, we're not going to yeah. do spoilers <laughs> for a mobile game, okay? It's basically like three screens. Nero Dark's like, ah, you've beat me, but now you're trapped in this dark dimension. And then the Mighty Morphin Red's like, we'll find a way out of here as long as we stick together. And then Mega Force Red's like, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, it's over. (laughs) So it leaves it open, but they're trapped in this other Earth dimension. And that's how it ends after you beat Nero Dark. Hmm. So obviously it, it leads to more 
stages coming out, but who knows when that will be. Wow. But anyways, what are your guys' overall thoughts of the game? I love it. It's pretty fun. I, I, I so much. It. It's addicting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I only stopped playing it because I ran out of coins, and I need more booster packs to actually get past the point that I'm on. That is actually ties directly in with what I was going to say. Sometimes <laughs> it's impossible because, oh, all of my cards have only three attack, where I'm going up against enemies who get four or five attack, and yeah. I can't win against that. So I started, whenever the ad comes up, it's like, hey, watch this ad and get more points. <laughs> I, I do it every time, and I've bought three of the Super Mega Force packs, and some of the Zords and Megazords in there have, like, four or five attacks, so, like... Guys, the Mighty Morphin packs have the best support and Zords. I love I've... the Zordon card. Yes, oh my god, it saved me. <laughs> but there are effects, there are cards that help even up or give you more attack points to even up with the enemies or surpass them. There's this one Megaforce red card that's great where it, I think it adds a health and an attack to you. Oh yes, yes. If you have less attack than the enemy. That's a good one. Uh, the what card. I like about the Megaforce Ranger cards is that if you get enough of them, every time you add a new Megaforce Ranger, they all attack the facing enemy. Mm-hmm. There's a really great Super Megaforce card, which is the cannon, the Galleon Buster for Sentai, where it does damage for every Ranger you have on your side of the field. Nice. And it takes three power to activate, but you're doing five damage. You can one-shot the villains. It's great. Oh. I hate Goldar's card. Yeah. But we love you, Kerrigan. We do I love hate, Kerrigan. I hate the Taylor Swift card. The what? <laughs> the... <laughs> I don't think I have that one. Which pack can you buy that in? <laughs> so weird. Did anybody catch that reference? or? I did. I remembered seeing the exchange on Twitter. Yeah, it's from that Go Say in the Robot web series. Oh, right. And... The, oh, yeah, yeah, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, one of the ones that the enemy uses all the time, and I hate it so much. Oh, t- Taylor Swift. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do the voice. I love Gosei and the Robot. That's the best. Mm-hmm. I wish they did more of that. Mm-hmm. But now that it's over, who cares, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's, Everyone's it's, moved on to Dino Charge. Well, I can't be like the Keeper and Kendall. Serious. Kendall can't win Morgan. It's like a Debbie Downer ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> but we want her to win. We want her to be we mayor. Do. That's why it's so funny. Cause <laughs> Kendall Morgan for mayor of Amber Beach. <laughs> <laughs> for a charged up future. <laughs> when I when I saw the banner come across my Twitter feed, I just thought, oh God, what did Eric do now? And like, <laughs> You didn't disappoint, and it's hilarious. You're welcome. (laughs) Yes. So, next. Speaking of Dino Charge. Yes. Oh, good good segue. I've taught you well. I'm a professional. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. Uh, (laughs) Dino Charge is going to be suiting up with the Rockettes for the New York Spring Spectacular show. That is the weirdest mashup ever. It's it's very weird. I almost thought it was a joke when I first saw that. (laughs) I don't 
really understand the cross section of the fandom you're trying to reach. Both of them kick a lot, so. <laughs> I I guess. <laughs> I just imagine them all like in a in a can can line. All I was kicking. just thinking the same thing. They all do a can can and move along, kicking the Vivixes. <laughs> Now, this would be a perfect tie-in if Dino Charge somehow had, like, a musical episode. Yeah. That's the only way I can really see this tie-in. But, yeah, it's weird. I got the Power Force email announcing this, and I was like, what? I saw the picture. I mean, yeah, it's the Rockettes, and they've got kind of superhero-y type costume going on. Uh Hmm. This whole new show, it's being directed by two... I guess, famous people from Dancing with the Stars. And the show, quote-unquote, is a whirlwind adventure set across New York City that tells an inspiring and hopeful story about three New Yorkers who change each other's lives in unexpectedly wonderful ways. Mm. And the two rangers are sure to bring dino-charged action to the sensational show, which includes invigorating New Rockettes dance numbers. Incredible 3D special effects. Sophisticated large-scale puppetry. When they said large-scale puppetry, I'm like, is there going to be a Zord battle? (laughs) It's going to be like Rexy is up there kicking in the kick line. Oh, my God. I would pay to see that. That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It just started March 26th, and it's going all the way until May 3rd. If you're going to be in New York, I guess, go see that. If you want to. I, I don't know. I would want to see it just to find out what the heck the Power Rangers are doing in there. It's like a weird trip scene. (laughs) Like the Rockettes take a whole bunch of drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, Power Rangers, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's very strange. But I'm really curious. If I had all the money in the world, I would totally fly out to New York just to see this. No lie. We need to have some of our listeners in Ranger Nation who live in or near New York to go to the show and do a report live from the field. (laughs) (laughs) Now there's a giant T-Rex on the stage. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) God. All right. In other news, Michael Copan, who played Lucas, the blue Time Force Ranger in Power Rangers Time Force, started this independent Power Rangers movie, and it kind of unexpectedly hit a couple weeks ago. No one really knew what was going on, but apparently it's going to have a ton of former Power Rangers actors in it. Somehow the story is not going to reference Power Rangers, but it might have something to do with it. I I don't know. What do you guys think? (laughs) I think it's going to be a... Excuse my language. It's going to be a total cluster (laughs) (laughs) Okay? If that trailer... If that trailer, like, quote-unquote trailer, is anything to go by, it's going to be straight-up terrible. But everyone's going to love it anyway, because there's going to be a whole bunch of Power Rangers actors in it, so... (laughs) You know? (laughs) Wow, you are not holding back any punches. (laughs) Right, like, it is so true. Like, that trailer was terrible. It was awful. Who wants to see a movie about the Blue Ranger from Time Force? Nobody. (laughs) Nobody wants to see that. Oh, dear. Well, I don't think we're getting Michael Copan on this show anytime soon. (laughs) Oh, my God. Tell us how you really feel, (laughs) AP. Time Force sucked. 
so what? Oh, what are you even talking about right now? Oh, hold on, hold on. No, no. Let me go back two steps, okay? The Blue Ranger from Time Force had no personality. So why would we want to see a whole movie about him? Holy sh! <laughs> wow. No, no. Wow. Michael Copeland is awesome. I loved wow. him in One Tree Hill, but still, okay. like. <laughs> He's great. It's just that character. I would not want to see a whole movie about him. But AP, it's an older version of him, and <laughs> maybe really? he's less of a douche. Maybe he really? Maybe he developed a personality. <laughs> Who knows? Yikes, AP. What? I'm just saying. Well, but see, we shouldn't be surprised because she doesn't like any of the good seasons. Like she doesn't like our. Oh. Um, oh really? <laughs> Really? Just because I like Turbo. I mean, come on. Case oh, in uh, point. Uh, by the way, <laughs> today is the 18th anniversary of uh, of Turbo. What? Or Blake Foster said something. He was like, oh, it's been... He just tweeted it, like, what, 20 minutes ago? I, I retweeted it. I retweet that just for you, AP, so you're welcome. Oh, well, I need to make sure I go back and look at it, don't I? <laughs> so Blake Foster said, 18 years ago today, I was introduced to the world as the new Blue Ranger, a role that has brought endless opportunities and joy to my life. So it's an anniversary. <laughs> Anyways... Zach, what do you think about the independent Power Rangers movie? <laughs> Are you as rage-filled as he? <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Here's here's exactly my thought process. So when I was watching the thing, I thought, hmm, this looks a little hokey, but I'm sure if they get the funding, they can make it something great, but I still think it's a little hokey. And then my thought was, if we talk about this on the show... I'll just be very civil and neutral. But AP just <laughs> flew off the handle, so you know what? <laughs> I will admit, it looks kind of hokey, and I'm hoping that with the funding they receive, they can make it into something awesome. You know what? I kind of liked the trailer. It was very campy. <laughs> what? I um, did! I liked it! It was, um, it was cheesy. It had some good humor, I thought. I thought it was funny. I did. I'm, I'm just laughing because poor Eric's been sitting here like, they're, they're talking bad about it, but I like it. <laughs> Whatever, you guys. Look, I, I would... Let me let me say one more thing, though. Well, to, to be fair, I don't know if I'm going to put money towards it. but Oh, no, I'm definitely not putting money towards it. <laughs> no. no, but I would see it multiple times. I'm not going to lie. If it became a thing, I would see it multiple times, regardless of what I just said. Because who knows? Maybe it's going to be great. It's just right now, I'm not feeling too positive about it. Plus, I do think it's going to be a little hard to tell a story if it's supposed to be the continuation of these characters without mentioning full names or referencing Power Rangers at any point. Yeah. It's going to be a little weird. So it's like, oh, Lucas, hello, Wes. Yep, how's that thing? Yeah. I don't know, it's just, it's going to be weird. Isn't Jen supposed to be dead or something? Yeah, because he was like, oh, Jen didn't make it. Blah. We got to change the future. So weird. I, I only watched it the one time, to be honest. <laughs> so I, I don't even remember. This is weeks ago. I just remember the Sentai ebooks response to it, so. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Copan was at 
Lexington. Unfortunately, I did not get to meet him. I figured I'll meet him at some point, like at PMC5 or something. I, I had priorities at LexCon. Mm-hmm. But, man, they were promoting the hell out of this. They had people going out, passing out these flyers. I, I've got one of the flyers. It was almost getting to the point of annoyance, really. Like, th- there was people walking around, hey, did you hear about... The- Hey, did you hear about the independent power? I'm like, yes. Uh, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> so it was everywhere at that con. And I think the trailer premiered the week during the convention. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a thing that happened. Well, speaking of uh, movie projects from Power Rangers. Nice job, Eric. <laughs> um, so Austin St. John's independent project survival's end is in the final funding stretch so they extended the deadline and there you go any ripping thoughts on this one (laughs) no not not at all like actually no oh okay the only thing is i think it's really sad that they're probably not going to hit their funding goal yeah it does look a little uh, far off hey hopefully they can pull off some kind of miracle it is an Indiegogo campaign, so whatever funding they do have, they'll still get it. Yeah, that's true. That's good. It seems like a really cool concept, though. Oh, um, it is. At Lexington, during Austin St. John's Q&A, he brought up Survival's End during the beginning of his panel, and he's like, hey, do you guys want to hear one of the scenes? And, yeah, he described the scene, and it was like, oh, my God. And everyone in the crowd at Lexington was like, holy shit, it's going to be dark. And I guess the ending is like a real shocker. Obviously, he didn't spoil that, but he said they saw the script, and even he was like, oh, no way, I can't believe you're ending it like that. There's that. It, yeah. lo- it looks cool, but personally, again, I haven't donated anything to this. Um, it's not that I don't think these projects won't work. It's just, it's not really my cup of tea. I've been burned on a couple other Kickstarter-type mm. stuff before. The only way I would donate to, like, I donated to one Kickstarter before. Mm. It was the Veronica Mars movie. Cause oh, I yeah. Because I knew that was going to happen, and I knew sort of what to expect from it. But with things like this, you don't really know. Right. And it's hard to give your money to it when you don't really know what you're getting into. Yeah. That's what people need to keep in mind. I mean, these are Indiegogo campaigns, and they get their money either way. It's like, are you donating for the actual project or just to help them build a studio? You know what I mean? But my thing is, like, why why not just go to those people first and maybe have a lower goal that's just for the Power Rangers fans? Speaking from the Hollywood side of things, it's, sure. it's easier to go to an investor and say, hey, we already have X amount. All we need is a little bit from you. Whereas if yeah. I were to go to someone and say, I want to make a movie, I need half a million dollars from you, it's a lot harder to secure a bigger amount. I mean, that's just yeah. how business is. Mm-hmm. So he is doing things the the right way for the business side of things, but hopefully that is enough to have the investor say, yeah, we feel safe enough to say here's an extra mm-hmm. 20 grand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of this trend lately with Power Rangers actors coming back to the fans for money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Amy Jo Johnson was all, been all up in that multiple times. She's the biggest culprit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
I could say multiple things about her, but I'm not going to. <laughs> because I'm not in the business of starting wars, so... Yeah. For me, I'm just going to support the projects that I think are going to be worthwhile. Right, and I mean, to be fair, I'm sure there are tons of fans out there who have no problem with it, who say, yeah, yeah sure, that's deserving of my mind. And that's fine. We're not telling you to have a different opinion. Hell, the reason we are able to do things for this show is because we have fans who support us. So. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, support what you like. Hell, if Matt Austin needed money for the SPD movie that he's been kicking around for a couple of years, I'd go all in on I that. Would, I would sell every... <laughs> drain every drop of blood that would leave me at death's door, but I would do it all to be like, Matt, here is my money. All of the money. Make the big budget SPD movie we all want. Yeah. And that we all deserve... Yes. And need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, that's enough of independent stuff. Well, actually not, because here's one more. <laughs> this new project started up called Drink Blocks, and they followed Ranger Command and my Twitter, my personal Twitter, the other day, and they just launched a Kickstarter. I think this is kind of cool because it's for kids. So Drink Blocks, it's a sugar-free, great-tasting drink that's connectable, stackable, the bottles, and allows kids to build anything they can imagine. Drink Blocks is a drink, it's a bilingual toy, a collectible, and a fun way to learn, according to their Kickstarter. It's naturally flavored water, zero calories, zero sugar, gluten-free and diabetic-friendly, And the container is a rectangular-shaped 8-ounce bottle package that connects, like, Legos in a way. It's stackable. And then it features different licensed characters, one of those being Power Rangers Dino Charge. And they have different words on each bottle that's in English and in Spanish. So kids can learn some Spanish. They can collect all these bottles and make different projects with them. On their Kickstarter, they show that these kids built a doghouse out of these bottles. That's neat. Yeah, and... That, that's cool because it's like, it's recyclable, it's not going straight to the trash. Kids can see their favorite characters and drink and stuff, and it's oh, yeah. cool. When I was a kid, all we had were like the squeeze-it bottles, and you'd twist the top off and pretend the top was a spaceship. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was shaped kind of like a spaceship, so you'd go... Yeah, I love those. Yeah. Um, I mean, I loved those. <laughs> uh-huh. Best tense. <laughs> Eric sits um, alone in his apartment at night, no pants on, just, I'm a space fighter. I hate you. That, that just went real weird real fast. Yeah, it did. In my underwear? Like, oh, what was that all about? Hey, I don't know what you get up too late at night on your own, man. Hey, that's... I don't know what you're thinking about me late at night. <laughs> Anyways, Drinkbox. You can check them out at drinkbox.com for more info and go to their Kickstarter page. Why not? I think I saw on Twitter that some people found them at Rite Aid. Yeah, so the product, I guess, is out there already. The Kickstarter is, I think their goal is only like $10,000, and it's more to kickstart their marketing efforts. That's cool. 
if yeah. you drill down into it. And some of the perks are you get an advanced 24-pack of these. I might get it just to be like, hey, look, Dino Charge stuff. I think they're cool. I might go to Rite Aid and try to see if I can find one tomorrow. I don't even think I have a Rite Aid by me. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I don't think... Yeah, do we have do we have Rite Aid in Illinois? No, I, Rite Aid for the rest of the world is Walgreens for us. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. Go to RiteAid.com store finder. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, you... Rite Aid. Brand <laughs> <laughs> Power Hours brought to you by Rite Aid. Oh, God. <laughs> Which, at the end of this, we're just going to be a NASCAR driver's suit. We're going to have a bunch of ad placements. No, 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 no. <laughs> Brand Power Hours brought to you by Sophia Bush, Rite Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> The Taco Bell McDonald's Long John Silver's... What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Gosh and golly. So, what we're all here for is to talk about Dino Charge. Yes. Yes. I need to talk about it. I need to vent, otherwise I'm going to (laughs) explode. So it's it's been a while since we last talked about Dino Charge. Was the last one was Past President Fusion, the second episode. And since then we've just been busy. We've had our interviews, Thron Roger and Dan Southworth, and we had the Lexcon stuff and our bonus episode, blah blah blah. So we just haven't had a chance to just talk about Dino Charge. And now we can. So we're going to get caught up. I thought since, you know, it's hiatus week, we'll just get right into it. Mm -hmm. So first is the third episode called A Fool's Hour. Sledge arrives on Earth to confront Keeper and the Rangers. The Rangers' plan to fight Sledge is compromised when Tyler goes after Fury on his own. The Rangers must learn to work as a team to defeat the monster named Scrapper. This is the first appearance of the Dino Steel Armored Mode, and the Dino Charge Megazord. That was an awesome episode. What do you guys yes, think? it was. We got the reveal of the armored on mode. Dino, Dino Steel. Steel. It's just an awesome name for it because it just works. It really works. And then, yeah, seeing the, the Megazord for the first time, seeing the original cockpit footage. Mm-hmm. Which was awesome. Time, it, it looks looks great. great. It looks fantastic. <laughs> <yeah>. Echo. <laughs> you say it all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, one, two, three. It looks, it looks great. great. <laughs> okay, can we talk about Keeper in this episode? Because... <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should. Because the Rangers show up unmorphed, and you've got Poissandra there, and uh, Wrench, a whole bunch of... Yeah, everyone. And Sledge comes flying down in his jetpack, which I thought was so cool. Yeah. And I love the effect of the, the jetpack going back into his armor. I thought that was amazing. So the rangers are all, like, standing right in front of him, and they're getting ready to fight. And then Keeper's, wah, magic. And Sledge is like, oh, I'll get you, and this and that. And basically, Keeper's like, hey, don't mess with the rangers, or if you try to take their energy gems, it's just going to destroy you. Bye. And then he, <laughs> he just pieces <laughs> out. He's he like pieces out, <laughs> and Riley's like uh, keeper, and Sh- Shelby said we'll be okay, right? And like all nervous. 
That yeah, that I was, was like, hilarious. what are you doing? <laughs> Keeper is like a troll mentor. He's the the second coming of troll say. No, he's just I'm like not going that far. He he went there. He got the villains all riled up and then left. He did yeah, that. he's <laughs> like, guess what, bad guys? You're gonna lose because these guys are awesome. You guys got this. Bye. Right? Okay, bye. <laughs> He's the worst hype man ever. He didn't even really acknowledge the rangers. He just kind of, like, appeared in front of them, and then he walked towards them and just disappeared. It's hilarious. <laughs> Can we talk about the teleport effect, though? That was that pretty was, sweet. It yeah. was awesome. The, the smoky teleport is really awesome. Yeah. But I'm still thinking he's a ghost. I'm thinking that he's just a spirit, that he actually died 65 million years ago, and he's just spirity ranger now. It's very possible. I mean, we haven't gotten an explanation past what we saw in the first episode. He could be a ghost. Maybe he's one of the spirit rangers. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would work if this was Kiruger, but I think they're going a different direction with that. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I love Dino Steel mode. It looked great in Kiruger. It looks amazing here. Mm-hmm. And I just love all the original footage that we've been getting. It's been yes. fantastic seeing original footage. In yes. and out of suit. There's hardly any Sentai stuff outside of maybe some Ranger stuff and the Zord footage. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, Fool's Hour, thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Next is Return of the Caveman. Chase and Coda are trapped in a cave by Slammer, one of Sludge's monsters. Coda must rely on his caveman instincts to save himself, Chase, and a young boy. Meanwhile, the rangers get new dino cycles, and Riley gains use of the Raptor Zord. I love this episode. Best episode so it's far. so good. I love Coda's backstory. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. It's so sad. Yeah, it, it, it is pretty tragic. So Coda's little brother was going to get attacked by a saber-toothed tiger. Nice little nod to yeah. there. And then Coda saves him, but in the process goes off this cliff into an ice field. And the blue Energem bonds with him during his fall. So we finally get confirmation. Well, it wasn't this episode. A couple episodes later, he actually said, I was frozen. But it was implied, heavily implied in this episode. Mm -hmm. So there's no, he hasn't lived for 100,000 years. Why doesn't he know English by now if he's lived that long? None of that. Mm -hmm. It was just, boom, caveman, frozen, Energem saved him. There you go. Yeah, which leads me to believe that he was absolutely the first one to be found because here's Kendall, she finds this frozen caveman in such a pristine state, and then he wakes up. She's got to be like, okay, that's not how, why. And then he explains, you know, Energem did this, and then from there she develops the tech based on his Energem. I'm wondering, though, I'm wondering if Keeper found Kendall first Mm. and told her what was up. Maybe. It could have happened that way. And we haven't seen it, but with this season, I have no doubt that they are going to explain that at some point. Yeah. I'm sure they will. But my theory is that Keeper found Kendall first, and he was like, hey, yo, I'm an alien. There's some dinosaur gems out there. I'm possibly an alien ghost. 
I'm an alien ghost. <laughs> There's Energems. Maybe she found an Energem first. And he was like, yo, you've unlocked the Energems. Here's mm. what's up. We can develop some cool stuff. And he's using her because she has the modern technology and her inventiveness. So I think she created all the Ranger tech with the help of Keeper. Mm-hmm. Anyways... Return of the Caveman. I loved it because Coda, he was having a stressful dream. I mean, it wakes him up. His whole saving the his brother was the teaser for the episode. Mm-hmm. And after the break, I mean, he, he just he wakes up and he gets really defensive really fast because they're revving the motorcycle and he thinks it's like a tiger roar. So mm-hmm. he gets completely scared of the bike. This is the first time that Chase says squiz. Give it a squiz. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's fun that they're throwing slang like that in. Especially New Zealand stuff. And we'll talk more about them throwing New Zealand stuff in there. Yeah, and then he attacks Shelby's cell phone because it rings. <laughs> Even though she she was all like, guys, we have to be understanding of Coda, you know, loud noises. And what a great montage of him, like, beating up the TV. and. Oh, I loved that. Yeah, that, that was so great. It was so funny. So yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. When Slammer attacks, he is about to capture this kid. Coda saves the kid, but they get trapped along with Chase. And then Coda has to save the day. And thank God, thank God that for once, Power Rangers has got a decent child actor. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I, I'll, I'll admit, when I first saw this episode description, I was like, oh, god damn it. They're going to have a little kid. It's going to be bad ADR overdub uh-huh. with some voice actor trying to be a kid, and it's going to have, like, weird New Zealand accent kid. I was pleasantly surprised with this child actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I was ready for cringe mode extreme, but it was like, you know, it, it was actually halfway decent. Congratulations. It was a child actor doing an American accent. Yeah. A strong departure from Jaden the New Zealand boy <laughs> and his BFF Antonio. So. Mm. Or that one kid in Samurai that had the bullzord, and he's like, the bullzord! <laughs> <laughs> That's the boozled! God. <laughs> and you know what? I thought it was a really cute episode. I really yeah. liked the friendship that Coda and this kid had. And I liked that Coda was basically going into Big Brother mode. Oh, I loved that. It was so great. It was such a nice touch. Yeah. It was great. And it helped Coda more with technology because... The kid had a smartphone, so he was teaching Coda basically apps. That's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I liked it because there was one point where Coda ditched the torch and was using the smartphone's light. And for anyone that has an iPhone, that light is freaking bright. Yeah. So, that, that <laughs> I hear my phone go off in the middle of the night, and I roll over to look at it, and all of a sudden I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that, and it was great, and it was awesome to hear Koda say it's morphing time. For Yoshi, that must have been a huge fan moment just for him. Props to Yoshi on that episode. That was such a great episode. Absolutely. So next, Breaking Black. A Maori fortune teller called Moana asks Chase for help guarding her shop from a potential thief, but Chase falls under the spell of Sledge's latest monster, Spellbinder. 
the Rangers must find a way to help Chase before he is completely controlled. I love this one. I was on a road trip that weekend when it was on, so I missed it in the morning, but I uh-huh. got back later night on Saturday, and I watched it with my friend who has not watched Power Rangers since the beginning of Power Rangers. And even he was like, huh, you know, this is actually not as bad as I was thinking it was going to be. And I told him, I said, hey, man, it's come a long way. They do great stories now because children's television doesn't have to be dumbed down for kids. It can be intelligent and it can have a good story. Yeah, and one of the elements that they're introducing this season is more New Zealand concepts and and storylines because... Mm -hmm they received a pretty substantial grant from the New Zealand government for filming in New Zealand. So one of the parts of that grant was the location that the museum is. Like, that's a real museum in -hmm. New Zealand. That's one of the things they're getting. And now we have a New Zealand ranger, and they're starting to show these concepts, like the terminology, like squiz, a Maori fortune teller, And I guess at one point later this season, the Rangers are actually going to go, quote-unquote, go to New Zealand, which would be awesome if they made this Energem hunt international. That would be really cool. It kind of reminds me of the comments of how originally they wanted Operation Overdrive to be an international season, but budget constraints and whatnot were like, yeah, no, you can't really do that. Well, they did it to an extent. I mean, they went to, quote-unquote, Stonehenge and quote-unquote yeah. Egypt, and yeah. they, they did the best that they could, but I think it'd be cool if one of the Energems turns out to be in New Zealand and the Rangers have to go there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, I love Chase in this episode. Chase has quickly become one of my favorite characters. I loved the acting that he did when he was evil. It was really convincing. Yeah. Uh, when he was about to blast Shelby, I was like, things are getting real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says the line, this is one of my favorite episodes because of this, he says, command this. I'm using the hell out of that in our intro. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's awesome. Props to the makeup people on mm-hmm. this show, though, because what they did to him was really subtle, but it made such a big difference. The liner around his eyes. I was just thinking that, like, yeah, the subtle darkening of the eye area to show yeah. that he was Really? I, oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. I'll have to go back and look at that. Yeah, it wasn't much, so I could see how you could miss it. Uh-huh. But just, like, the subtle makeup touches that they did to him while he was under the spell compared to when he wasn't, it mm-hmm. made a huge difference. Wow. Well, this whole season is ripe with little details, and they're taking care of all the little details, and they're putting a lot of thought and effort into mm-hmm. this season, and it shows, especially compared to Super Mega Force. I know yeah. we keep bashing it, but it's like night and day with mm-hmm. these two producers. It really is. And one thing about this episode, though... Uh Like, just the series in general that I really enjoy so far is how they actually are giving us some Ranger backstory. Yes. And just the way that they're giving that to us when it's relevant. I really enjoyed Chase's backstory this episode, like how he got the Energem. Yeah. Skateboarding by the store, and then Moana loses her carriage, and of course, he thinks it's a child inside. He goes chasing (laughs) after it. Turns out to be a cat. Uh. And, And this is... This is after he does a backflip in front of an oncoming truck. 
mm-hmm. that's about to cream the carriage. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, yeah, I saved this lovely cat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I've said before, but the main difference between this season and the past season has been this season is much more show rather than tell. You know, in the old season, we get, oh, yeah, I became a ranger when this happened. But this season, we we see how these people became the rangers. And it's done wonders for the season mm-hmm. overall. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, AP, I know you hate RPM, but this does remind me of RPM, at least early on when we got, like, Ranger Black, Ranger Blue, those episodes yeah. that focus yeah. on the backstory. It reminds me of that because they're introducing these early flashbacks to flesh out the characters, and I love it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I just really appreciate knowing more about the Rangers rather than having to fill in the backstory in your own mind. And then we all those... still don't know why Troy, being the new kid, was so special and his great adversity that he had to overcome. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm special because I had a dream on a bus. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I love Breaking Black. I love that Shelby... I love that she figured out that Chase snaps out of it when he's skateboarding, when his mind is focused on other things. And Keeper was there in this episode. So overall, it was fantastic. I thought the ending of this episode was really, really cute. How Coda gives Chase the the task to do. (laughs) And then we find out that Coda was basically just playing him because Coda didn't want to do his chores. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it was so good. And the grin on Coda's face, that innocent eating grin, like, ha ha. Hey, it was your turn to wash the floors. And he's like, oh, maybe Chase should have paid attention to chores or whatever. Yeah. I was just like, oh my god, Coda, this is your awesome. <laughs> it's just, I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's that subtle humor, and it's oh, it's just everything. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Alright, the tooth hurts. When faced with the chef monster known as Cavity, Riley thinks Chase doesn't take the threat seriously, but soon learns that Chase simply has a different approach to things than he does. Again, I'll say it again. I love this episode. I love all of them. This season has been nothing but good episodes. Yeah. I honestly thought this episode was a little bit boring compared to the others. Nope. But it wasn't (laughs) bad. I'm not saying it was bad. It was still really good. Uh Uh-huh. Just in comparison to the others. I can see that. Thus far, it was a little dull. I did like at the beginning how Poissandra is sampling the cakes the cavity makes, and she's like... I, I love that, because in Kiruja, it was just like, oh, I'm a random cavity monster. But here, she unlocks him from prison mm-hmm. because he's a chef to make her wedding cake. And she's like, these wedding cakes are all delicious, but I don't want a delicious cake. I want a cake that's awful, because nobody remembers great cakes. They remember awful cakes. Oh, it was so great. Like, the, <laughs> was... the monster mentality. yeah. And the way she has started this rivalry with Fury, mm-hmm. and she got him back with the cake, and his his big dumb teeth are like glowing, and oh god, it was so. Good. <laughs> I just like that the directors of this episode knew that his particular monster suit, the mouth doesn't open, so mm-hmm. I like the cut that they did. Yeah. You know, he just grabs the cake, cut. Mm-hmm. 
and he's removing his hand away from his mouth. Oh, needs more vinegar. I oh. love the needs more vinegar one. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I loved um, all of the humor in this episode. The little oh, yeah. the humorous moments. And because I started my Kiruger rewatch, mm-hmm. uh, this episode was very fresh in my mind. I am so glad they kept the pain during the morphing sequence. That I was dying. I was in tears laughing so hard at the fact that they kept that in. I thought that would never get adapted to Power Rangers because in Kiruger, it was a little over-the-top silly. Yeah. But it was silly for Dino Charge, but James Davies' ADR was really good in convincing that that was painful. Yeah, and so just so worked. Yeah, so while you felt for Chase... It was still a little bit humorous because, you know, when was the last time that Power Rangers had a silly roll call like that? Yeah, I, I yeah. can't think of one. But the fact that just Riley comes up and he's like, hey, hotshot, take it easy. All right, who's next? Like, yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's just like, next? And, oh, my God, I loved it. It was perfect. It was so good. And the one thing that kind of I didn't like is they really have started overusing the hotshot thing. Yes. Yeah, it's like, getting old. Every other, uh, oh, a hotshot, hotshot, oh, hotshot, hey, take it easy, hotshot. Like, okay, we get it, he's the hotshot. Maybe dial it back a bit. I want to know, though, like, why is he so good at using guns? I know this is, <laughs> I know this is a kid show, and they're not going to show him, like, hey, he was a marksman so-and-so, but mm-hmm. I kind of want to know what makes him so good at shooting. Yeah, and I like that they did the combining of the dino chargers with the... Yes using the Raptor Charger with the Parasaur Charger. Oh, it just, it works so well. Mm-hmm. Okay, going back to Keeper. Oh my god, Keeper was actually mentoring in this episode. Right? Like, a mentor <laughs> actually being a mentor for once. Yeah. That was awesome. Where he was convincing Riley, look, there's different ways that people approach a problem, and it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It was awesome. So part of me just wanted to be like, see, go say, this is how you mentor. <laughs> this is, <laughs> hey, why am I green now? Well, there's a reasonable, no, you explained. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, go say was completely useless. It's like, hey, guys, because you shook hands, here's a new power. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it was. Because you ate an apple and it's Wednesday, you get this power now. <laughs> <laughs> Go say, you're worthless. And then finally, I really liked the training at the end, mm-hmm. where yeah. they're all like goofing around on, on that track. That was great. Mm-hmm. Props to the locations, people, because wherever they were training at, that place was awesome. Yeah. That looked amazing. I like that they showed off what the actors can do acrobatically, having Brennan do his handstand and having mm-hmm. Yoshi vault over him and actually see how these actors are physically capable of doing these stunts is fantastic. And I want to know, does James Davies, does he actually skateboard? That's what I want to know. I'm kind of leaning towards no because they always cut just to show his feet or his upper half while he's riding around, but Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious to know if he really has some skateboarding skills. Like another thing about the locations in this episode... Yeah. It's great to see more locations than just the same three spots over and over again, yes. like we've been seeing. Yes, exactly. It's so great. Well, the fountain that Chase and Coda were at 
in Return of the Caveman, that's been seen before, but it was from a different perspective, so it looked like a different location. Just overall, the cinematography of this season has been fantastic. Yeah. They really stepped up their game. Finally, our last week's episode, Let Sleeping Zords Lie. When Sledge's newest monster stings the Inklio Zord, Shelby must use her advanced dinosaur knowledge to tame the wild beast. Holy shit. This one was awesome. Hands Best down. Best episode yet. Best episode. Getting to see Kendall out in the field, taking on the Vivix with a shovel. This season in shovels, though. I, like, I, I'm <laughs> waiting for the officially licensed Dino Charge shovel toy to come out. I'd buy it. I would, too. That's the sad thing. That's the sad thing is I would buy it in a heartbeat. I'd just buy a real shovel and slap a Dino Charge sticker on it. Oh, God, it was so great. Finally, Shelby has always been a strong character, but to see her and Kendall shine in this episode, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yes. Getting to see them work together and bond was fantastic. Oh, and overcome their differences. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Mm. Character it's... development. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. Character <laughs> development on Power Rangers? What what madhouse did I walk into here? <laughs> And, oh, resolving an earlier disagreement. Mm-hmm. 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 Fancy mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Friends they became, yes. <laughs> uh, I loved it. It was so good. The E-Tracer is awesome. It's mm-hmm. It feels like something that Billy would have created. Oh, so totally would have. I actually got a little excited more than probably is necessary at the fact that there was an original invention like that where I was just like, yeah, that's awesome. It took me back to the days when Billy was like, oh, I made these communicators, or oh, I made this car that can fly. <laughs> I still don't know how that one works, but it's fine, it's, it's fine, it's fine. Speaking of Energems, though, yes. I really appreciated the storyline in this episode and yes. the details that they gave us. They mm-hmm. mentioned how they found the Ankylosaurus because someone had already found the Energem. They yes. just don't know who it is or why they're not yep. trying to seek them out or if they even realize what they have in their possession. But it goes back to the first episode or so where they mentioned that the Energem has to be awakened Bonded. for the Zord to be awakened. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing that we're getting this continuity. It's so great. I love that Keeper is not aware of who it is. He's yeah. just like, well, he does say he, but I think he meant it just as like a general. Yeah, technically, pronoun. when you talk about a stranger, technically he is usually the the pronoun that comes up the most. Right. So out there is a person that is bonded with the Aqua Energem. They even say that they're like, oh, does that mean there's a Aqua Power Ranger? You know, Shelby says that, and oh my god. So good. That just makes me anxious for when the Aqua Ranger actually shows up and we find out what they've been doing all this time with the Energem. Right, and who knows? I've been hearing things like in Season 1 we're only going to get gold and purple before they move on to the others. So I think that could be an interesting storyline, especially having this mysterious ranger out there, potentially. That would be neat if they end up doing something like Mm -hmm. Season 2, hey, 
we found these energems that are active in other parts of the world. Here's one that's activated in New Zealand. And again, bringing that sort of global scale to the show, I think that'd be fantastic. Just something that came up to me right now, it would be sort of neat if they did a sort of twist on the Silver Ranger from Super Megaforce thing, where they're, they go to fight these monsters, and then there's this random ranger already there fighting them. Yeah, that would be neat. Yeah, and maybe it might be cool for the character development of the Aqua Ranger. I know we're jumping way ahead into this, but I think it would be cool if he thinks that he's the only one. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be and neat. he's shocked that there's actually a whole team, or maybe he's a little pissed off. Why didn't you guys find me sooner? I could have really used your help. Yeah. yeah. What about that? That would I be cool, too. Be there's so many different routes they can they can take it, and I, I can't wait to see how it happens. Mm-hmm. And that's the great thing about Dino Charge, is that we don't know what to expect. They're not following the Sentai to a T. I think they're ditching the Spirit Ranger thing from Kiruja. Mm-hmm. I think they're going yeah. straight into people are finding these Energems and becoming Rangers. I think that's amazing. If that's the case, then we will absolutely be getting Aqua female version first. If, you know, if I not would love the that. only version. And that, yeah, I'm totally cool yeah. with that. And here's the thing. So in the episode, let's get back to the episode. So mm-hmm. they find the Ankylosaurd and it's pissed off. It attacks them and goes, buries underground. The monsters, uh, well, Wrench and Poissandra, they intercepted the original E-Tracer signal uh, from the satellite network. Kendall feels responsible for what happened because... She forgot to encode the signal. Right, she forgot to encode the signal. But before that, there was a great, fantastic fight with... I forgot what the monster's name was. Uh, Stingrage. Stingrage, yes. Which was a great name. I love it. (laughs) It's a great name, yeah. I can't argue with it. Fantastic unmorphed fight. By far. Really showcasing Yoshi's stunt ability. Yeah. The fact that he got stung and the Rangers had to fight him, it was a great fight. It was greatly choreographed. It was amazing. Real props to Yoshi for that because he kicked yeah. I mean, really, props to the whole cast. The whole cast has oh, been yeah. stellar this yes, season. Yes, yes. Fantastic. And a nice callback to the first episode, Shelby stows away in Kendall's truck. Yeah, I, I thought that was cute. <laughs> that was awesome. The monsters show up with the big pit where the Ankylosaur is. Shelby gets blasted down in the hole, Rangers up. Kendall fights the Vivix. Kendall's got some moves. Yep. She and knows like, how to handle a shovel. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be great. And that phrasing. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Um, you just no, made that something it totally wasn't. Yeah. He's, hey, he's the one that said it. I just... Yeah, I don't equate shovel to... But whatever. Kendall was awesome. I love that fight footage. Yeah, that was really cool. And I was kind of thinking this with the episode. So when she gets, like, knocked back... And she's on the ground, and the monsters are targeting again. She's kind of like in this crouched position before the other rangers show up. And I was like, girl, you're rocking those boots. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, there's like... No, there's like whatever shoes or boots that she was... She was she was crouched in such a way where it was totally showing off the footwear. Like I was Spider-Man like, pose. Yeah, and I'm like, you rock those boots, girl. I don't know what... <laughs> 
Claire's awesome. She's... Yeah. yeah. She really shined in this episode. I thought the acting, when she realized that it was her fault that this happened, she really sold that. Mm -hmm. She really felt responsible, and you could tell. Shelby, she tames the Ankylozord. She removes the stinger from it. And then it's total Shelby kicking ass all over the place. It mm -hmm. was awesome. She said, oh, I'll take Sting Rage and... Totally destroys the monster on her own. She's the one that, in a way, kind of bonds with the Ankylozord. And the Ankylozord gets added to their arsenal now. Mm-hmm. And it's great. They really found a great way to edit around the Kyriuja footage. Because... Because the Ankylozord was part of that... It was the cavity monster in Kyriuja that mm -hmm. was the one, right? Well, no, it was Deboss Poison, I think was his name. Oh, okay. But they thought it was the cavity monster, and then they were surprised, like, how come Ankydon isn't right. behaving? Because, oh, it wasn't that, he was stung. But you oh. also had to deal with the Ramirez footage and the Kiryu Cien footage, and they edited it out really well. I, I was surprised. Like, I was thinking for sure we're going to get a surprise Aqua Ranger at the end of the episode or something, but no, we didn't. So I was like, oh, okay, so we're just not getting Aqua yet. And I love that they're keeping it mysterious. I like that they're building that suspense. Holy crap, there's a Ranger out there already. There's yeah. someone with an Energem out there. We got to find him. Or, I, I don't know, there's something about Keeper's line where maybe he doesn't know that we exist, or maybe he has chose not to join us. I thought that was an interesting line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that foreshadowing? Mm -hmm. The possibilities. Coming up is the three-parter with the Gold Ranger. Hiatus or not, we're at least getting part one. Actually, when this episode airs, it'll it be... It will have already day. been aired, yeah. Yeah, so really looking forward to what the future holds for Dino Charge. I'm just surprised, because even the filler episodes mm -hmm. are amazing. Yeah, they've yeah. been great. There's just the continuity with everything. Yeah, it's... everything is a cohesive story. Yes. Yeah. They mentioned the gold energy gem, even though it was sort of like a throwaway line. They mentioned it already. Mm -hmm. Oh, and yeah, it was whole... a total throwaway. <laughs> and then the whole, the swords don't get activated until the energy gems are found. Even that, just... All the little details that are piling up and being continued. Yeah, the storyline keeps building. The universe keeps building. They're not dumbing this down. I think it's so great. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they were talking about the gold energem even before that's even a thing. And how they mentioned, oh yeah, the gold energem bonded with pterodactyl, whatever. I like that they said that. And Keeper would know. He would know which energem bonds with which dinosaur. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So, it's great. It's great. I'm yeah. really looking forward to this three-parter coming up. Me too. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Any disappointments with Dino Charge? Other than the overuse of Hotshot, no, it's all been really, really good. Hashtag needs more Kendall. <laughs> it totally needs more Kendall. Hashtag vote Kendall. Hashtag vote Kendall. I would like to announce that we have hit 500 likes on Facebook. Woo! So, thank you to everyone who has liked us on our Facebook page. Breaking um, news. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, show news, I guess. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, it's breaking to us. It'll be not so new to you guys. Yeah, anyways. So, since this is a normal episode and not something crazy, we're going to get back to our regular segments. The next one, we've actually got some questions from Ranger Nation. 
Uh, if you would like to ask us a question, you can do so at ask.fm slash rangercommandph. So we did receive some questions, all from anonymous people. And we've been sitting on these for a while just because of all the other stuff that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. So our first one, if you were in charge of creating the next Super Sentai series, what would it be about, and what would the Power Rangers season be called? Ooh, ooh, I've got, I've got one. Go for it. I've actually got an answer for this. And I'm not the one who came up with it, so I'm just going to throw that out there, which is <laughs> the best idea that I've seen, and I've sort of thought about it for a while, too. Okay. Just like a cop season, another cop season. Nice. I and it would, be, it would be neat if they were just, like, all cops, and they had cop powers, and... What is a cop power? <laughs> I don't know, but just, like, the, the theme of the season would be cops. Pretty much. Or maybe another rescue-themed season. Okay. Like just... You just want a light-speed rescue... <laughs> <laughs> you just want a light-speed rescue sequel. Yeah. Which no. would be the best thing ever. No. But what would, but, they, um... what would they be called? Power Rangers Cops. <laughs> and then they get the cops guy from Fox. <laughs> but, no, like, I just think it would be neat to have like a... Like a cop or a sheriff themed season or <laughs> just starting in jerk. Well see here's here's the funny thing going off of that, my idea, I want a cowboy sentai. Yeah. Like Cow- even that. Cowboy sentai and then the adaptation would be like Power Rangers Lawbringers and like it's all about how they came from a, a line of Wild West sheriffs and shut up, it's my idea, don't laugh. And <laughs> but like a cowboy themed Sentai would be awesome. Yeah. Like their weapons could be six shooters. Oh my the god. Six, yeah. The sixth ranger's Zord could be a horse-drawn carriage. Oh no. <laughs> Power Rangers, Oregon Trail. And they have to fight dysentery. Terry, and... I, I knew you were going to <laughs> And they have to, they have to ford the river and... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you give one of them a buffalo. One of the Red Ranger has a horse because obviously mm-hmm. the horse is the most iconic. And then, but yeah, why not? Here's my idea. I'm not into sports, but they have not done a sports themed Sentai. There's a football ranger. There's a soccer ranger. You know that kind of stuff. That would be neat. Yeah. Power Rangers Sports Force. Oh no I more don't force. Know. No more force. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of Force. Spirit Squad. No. Oh, that's, a, that's a different thing altogether. Sorry. That's a, <laughs> that's a reference to an old wrestling faction. Anyway. But that would be great for like their whole, you know, hey, kids, get up and go play games. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. To me, that makes the most sense. Like, yeah. and Wasn't there like a knockoff Sentai that was sports-themed? Uh, uh, I don't uh, know. Not that I know of. I want to say there was, and... Now I'm gonna look it up. Like uh, I was just like I was just hitting the, the Google bar. Well, while you guys are searching for that, here's here's an anon that we got. Could you guys not make fun of Jason David Frank anymore? A Power Force affiliate podcast can't badmouth a major face of the franchise. His team has already been alerted to the awful jokes you make. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we don't pull any punches here. Yes, we're a member of the Power Force, however... Oh, oh but so is Dan's Toku Rants, No Pink Spandex, Toku Ladies Pod. Exactly. Uh, so, Talking Toku, and all of our podcasts pull we, no punches. We pull no punches, 
if any other actor were to pull the same level of douchebaggery that Jason David Frank has, we would call them out on it. Yeah. We're not biased. It's just that so far, Jason Frank has been the one pulling the most juvenile bull. Yes. And we haven't even really been calling him out lately either. We've been ignoring it. So. Yeah. Because last... it's too much. It's like, I yeah. don't want to see that every day. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be exposed to that. If you follow him, cool. I don't. I don't care. That's your business. You can like him all you want. We're not telling you not to like him. We're just venting our frustrations with him. And again, if, you know, it were to come out that, oh, Emma Lahana came out and said she hates a certain type of person, we would call her out (laughs) on it. We would not again, this is not, you know, saying that she does hate anyone. She's a sweet (laughs) person. I'm sure she loves everybody. But we will call out any actor on their bull regardless of who they are. I mean, it's not even just calling them on their bull. I mean, if there's a story that's worthy of being reported, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. I know we never talked about the Rick Medina thing, but... It's none it of was, our business. It's, yeah, exactly. It was none <laughs> of our business. The fandom and Ranger actors overreacted to the situation, and two days later, he was cleared of charges and was out of jail. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people, like, freaked out for nothing. And, again, you had people like Steve Cardenas and Jason David Frank saying, oh, this is bad for the franchise, and why would you do that, bro? And, you know, this and that. Like, totally judging before... We don't know what happened. Like, even if we're just reacting to what we've seen, we wouldn't have known what actually happened regarding that unless we were him. There, yeah, yeah. Exactly. unless we were him or, there, or that we were there. We weren't going on any of it. Because it's not our place. And none of it was documented. Unlike a lot of the stuff that Jason Frank has been doing, where he Instagrams it or he posts it himself. Right. That's all out there. That's fair game for anyone to talk about. But that's why I didn't report, you know, the Rick Medina stuff. Because Mm -hmm. it was like, we don't know the facts. It's going to look completely irresponsible if we speculate on something that may or may not have happened. Mm-hmm. It's not our place to pass judgment on what may have transpired. Let's leave that to the cops and mm-hmm. you know the people who hand down that kind of justice. But mm-hmm. you know, when you've got Jason David Frank speeding while videotaping it and breaking private property. Yeah, come on. Anyways, our next question uh, is sorry, related before, to that. Before we move on, though, I did find, yeah, AP was right. There was Sport Squadron, Ranger. Sport Ranger. It was a Thai Sentai. The Red a Ranger. Thai? Yeah, the Thailand. Oh, Thai. Thailand, okay. Um, <laughs> the, the Red Ranger was boxing. The nice. Yellow, the Yellow Ranger was soccer. The Green Ranger was tennis. Blue was swimming. And pink was gymnastics. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, that's fun. That the suits look terrible, but but why not an official Sentai? I because think Thailand. Oh, uh, why haven't they made an official sports yeah. Sentai? I don't, I don't know. I just think it makes sense, just considering how popular sports are around the world, and it's that whole, like you said, Zach, it's that whole get out and play type of stuff. My God, power of the official Power Rangers. Empower would have a field day with that. Like, yeah, yeah, I know you said you think the suits are hideous, but I, I dig them. Wait, what's it called? I gotta look at. I it's gotta look. Sport, Ranger. Sport Ranger. Just Sport Ranger. I love yeah. it. 
The, the suits look kind of cool. I, I dig the suits. And yeah, blue and pink are female, red, green, and yellow are guys. It's basically Mystic Ooh, Force colors. Sword Ranger Henshin. Let's let's watch this. <laughs> oh, I need to see that then. Yeah, me too. Let me link it to you guys. Okay. Highly entertaining stuff right this here. This is where we take the break out from the podcast to... Do, 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 oh god, that's <laughs> incredibly loud. Uh, just just turn down your speakers. Here it is. Okay. Oh, wait, that's cool as f***. This is cheesy as hell, and I love it. <laughs> Sport Ranger. Ah, Sport Ranger. It reminds me a little bit of Time Force. A little bit. Yeah. The way the henshin happens, the device on the wrist. I think those helmets are awesome. It looks really cool, yeah. For a different country Sentai, that's really good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. So, <laughs> someone asked, what happened to JDF Watch? That was my favorite segment of the podcast. I like the way you took the Mickey out of him. Green, 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 green. I think that's either British or Irish slang for making fun of him. They took the mickey out of him. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I've said this before, and I'll say it again. JDF Watch was fun, but not only were we talking about him, but in a way it was also kind of promoting him. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to stop giving so much attention to one person, because that's what he seeks, is attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even us talking about his screw-ups, and trust me, there's so much material, we could keep JDF watch as a whole episode if we wanted to uh-huh. but i just got sick of talking about him in the end we were still promoting him so it's like they say there's no such thing as bad press so even though we are talking about how he's damaging private property he's breaking possible laws with reckless driving it's still saying hey look at the goofy crazy stuff this guy is doing it's not what we as right. a podcast want to promote Exactly. So that's why JDF Watch was fun, but I'm sure we'll come up with more different segments in the future. So there mm-hmm. you go. That's the last time I'm talking about it. Shut up, you have your answer. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then finally, from another anonymous user, who was the nicest actor to meet? And then they said, huge fan, yo. We're a huge fan of you, listener. Nicest actor to meet. I'm going to stick by, I think I've talked about this before, but Aaron Cahill, seriously, the super nicest person ever. She gives great hugs. She's friendly as hell. She will stay to sign until the very last person. She's bubbly and she's just fun and she's a really good person. Aaron Cahill, hands down, the nicest actor that I've ever met. I haven't met any of them. So we that's gonna change to next year. <laughs> Power Morphicon Morphicon five. We're gonna drag you to every table because <laughs> between while, the two of us we know everything. While everyone. I'm wearing a plastic yellow ranger. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Zach? You know it's so hard because really everyone you meet is just so nice and, and and sweet. The one I was most surprised by, I guess, was meeting, actually, Ricardo Medina Jr. When I met him at this past Paramorphicon, I was expecting a guy, maybe a little bit of ego, because he'd been on two seasons now, and I've heard stories of him having an ego in, right. you know, in, the, in the private 
life or whatever. But he was real nice. Hey, man, how's it going? You having a good car? Hey, let's get a picture. And that instantly to me was like, you know what? This guy is okay in my book. And I was super excited that he was just so nice and, and genuine and ready to be in with the fans. And hey, man, so what's going on? How's your con going? The actors that ask how I'm doing, those people right. always 100% in my book. And I got a lot of that at Power Morphicon. Like, Allison Kipperman, she was awesome to me. She was so great to talk to. Yeah, there was a lot of actors at PMC. Richard Brand... Brand Catasano. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I have to remember. That that man bought me a drink. I have to remember. Yeah, that that's true. He was awesome. He was just so laid back and chill. There were a lot of great actors at Paramorphicon, yeah. and they're oh. all really nice and thankful to meet their fans. Richard introduced me to Ari Boyland. He's like, oh, this is my friend Ari. And I was like, I know who that is. Like, <laughs> I, I watch this show, but I appreciate the introduction regardless. Hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> I know you know who he is, but, you know, I know who he is, too. I watch him on the TV. <laughs> uh, but, no, it was fun. It was just such a relaxed environment where it's like, hey, here's everybody you get to meet and hang out and... And again, everybody's just so nice, except for that Kerrigan Mayhan. Man, what what a dick that what guy a, is. What a D-bag. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Kerrigan. And just, yeah, there is not a bad encounter in the bunch. Well, God, Power Morphicon, there was almost too many people. Because <laughs> I didn't get to meet all of the Ranger actors that were there. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. There's no time to possibly do everything there. Yeah. It's, it's we, Ranger we over. another day. <laughs> Sunday yeah. came, and I was like, I don't want to leave. There's still so much I have to do. <laughs> if this was a four-day convention, I'd be in a much better place. Well, not financially, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> he would be royally screwed financially. <laughs> All right. That's our questions from Ranger Nation. Uh, again, you can go to ask.fm slash rangercommandph and ask us a question and we'll answer it. Next, our Ranger Nation answers where we asked our listeners, what has been your favorite episode of Power Rangers Dino Charge so far? From Twitter, at Tyrano John said, so far, let sleeping Zords lie. Shelby continued to be favorite and Kendall fighting with a shovel was awesome. Agreed. Totally yeah. agreed. RJ Sills, Uchabro77, at AnimeRedDick96, says, The second one, Riley's Brothers Stole the Show. Also, the latest one, Shelby and Kendall are awesome. The only reason that RJ <laughs> likes Riley's brother so much is because he's a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, Uchi loves anything cowboy-related. Somebody posted on the Power Rangers subreddit a Photoshop picture of Star Ninja with a American flag backdrop. <laughs> I saved it and sent it to Uchi, and I said, this needs to be your Twitter profile picture now. And he immediately changed his, his picture to be the Star Ninja with the American flag. <laughs> this is the most American thing ever, and it's coming from Japan. It was pretty good. It was really yeah. good. So uh, Cody R. at Spidey Nerdo said, honestly, I can't really pick one. I like them all so much. If I had to pick one, I'd say the Coda episode stands out for me. Absolutely. Tyler Bozetsky at Tucson PR Zealot said, Judd Lynn, that's it. He brought back the PR I remember as a child. Pacing was good and stories were excellent. I don't remember the episode, Judd Lynn, but... <laughs> But I can see where he's going with I, that. I can totally relate, yeah. yeah Having John right. Lynn back has been wonderful. 
Judd Lynn has run every episode so far, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened when he was on Time Force. It's been great having him back. It's been yeah. it's yeah. been a return to form for the show. Much needed. Tet G at Tet G seventeen says, "Whenever I see Poisandra and her sidekick monsters, and oh, of course, at Yoshi stunts abs." <laughs> <laughs> Which Yoshi favorited? <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. For those who don't know, that is my girlfriend. She loves Poisandra. Absolutely loves Poisandra. She laughs every time Poisandra laughs. She thinks Poisandra is <laughs> cute. You it's guys totally should cosplay Sledge and Poisandra. Kind of been discussing that, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yes! it needs to happen. Yes! It needs to happen so bad. I just need to get a really ugly green undersuit and oh. slap some armor on. Oh, it would be so, oh, I can't even. I'm, I'm, and, and she really likes uh, Lucky Hero. Oh, Curio. Uh, oh, Curio, oh, that's right. She loves Curio, too. She likes that they're BFFs. Go, Power Rangers. <laughs> Kyle at Deadpool underscore Ranger said the tooth hurts because Riley is my favorite Ranger and I enjoyed seeing him and Chase work together with their different styles. Yeah, I'm really glad Riley finally got more of a focus episode other than his intro. And I, I liked his training montage. I, I kind of like that. There's a reason that he trained so hard too. We didn't talk about that in the episode, but he was kind of mad that he couldn't beat Fury, and he wants to get better. He wants to improve. Again, character development. Mm-hmm. Sorry there. Nightmare 10 said, Breaking Black is my favorite episode so far. While I did think the way Chase got his energy was a bit less action-y than the others, but not every act of bravery to receive one has to be a big production. And she said, that's how I'm thinking everyone gets energy uh, is through bravery. So James acting under Spellbinder's curse with the effect on his eyes was creepy in a good way, yet very enjoyable to watch. The unmorphed fight was a delight as usual, and it had funny moments in the episode, like Coda tricking Chase into cleaning floors, which balanced well with the action. Plus, it was a good episode to give little bits of info about New Zealand. At Sollyman underscore D said, My favorite episode is Let Sleeping Zords Lie. It had great humor, solidified the awesomeness of both Shelby and Kendall, continued to show how important shovels are to the PRU, and showed the (laughs) female characters being proactive without forcefully preaching girl power, all caps, and making the male characters completely useless in the process. All I have to say is, thank God we did not get another shopping montage. Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. On Facebook, Vince Areola said, Hard to choose. All have been entertaining so far. I gotta say, let Sleeping Zords lie. It was great to see Shelby and Kendall interacting. Camille and Claire have outdone themselves. She's becoming one of my favorite Pink Rangers just because of how determined she is to prove herself. Plus, Kendall ran around with a shovel. I can dig it. Boo, booers! Dollar in the jar. <laughs> I, you know what though? I love bad puns. Bad puns are my yeah. favorite kind of joke. So kudos to Vince for that one. I, I love that all these that all these episode titles are very punny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I great. speaking of. Bad Dino Charge puns. I'm just going to throw this in there. Oh, God. I was talking to George the other day, 
<laughs> and I came up with a terrible pun. Oh, no. And it's more of just a play on words. But it's like, a dino charge? How about dino barge? What? What? <laughs> it's like a boat. A dinosaur boat. <laughs> I am so sorry. You're fired from the band, Cage. <laughs> <laughs> a, a dino barge? Like, <laughs> uh, it's a boat, okay? I know it's a boat. <laughs> but on this note, we're going to take our own hiatus. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, anyway. No, come back, I won't be here. And I'll be replaced by... <laughs> Tom, we already said you have, we have Tom as a replacement waiting in the wings. <laughs> AP, you're irreplaceable. Yes, you are. You are... I've been, I've been Audrey'd. Oh, no. <laughs> this is like the third time you've been Audrey'd, though. <laughs> we could never get rid of you. <laughs> Nor would we want to. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. Have questions, email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. So any parting words to our listeners? Thanks for listening. Thanks for being awesome. Thanks for supporting us. Vote Kendall. Vote Kendall. Totally vote Kendall for Amber Beach Mayor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A charged-up future. <laughs> yes. Bye. Um, bye. Bye. I'm ending the broadcast. Thank you, Doug, for listening. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time someone's listened to us live. It's so Is great. Doug still even listening? Like, he didn't tune out halfway through? Oh, no. It's, it's, it says one viewer this whole time. Well, that's awesome. Thanks, so, Doug. At least he's getting what he's paid for. That's true. He's getting his patronage worth. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash Ranger Command Power Hour. This is Trekkie B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and you are listening to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks.